it really the only way that you can control the chaos is by controlling your time. Taylor Stevens, the award-winning and New York Times best-selling author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe series. And this is the Taylor Stevens Show with Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. That was so well done this time, I am actually speechless. I, there's, nothing, there's nothing that I can say after that fabulous rendition of our open. The, the, first, the last three episodes we did, I think we whiffed on it every time. Maybe the third time we got it right. You know, we're on episode, what, like 36 or something? I know, but we changed it. I finally get it right. (laughs) We changed it a little bit. It's a mouthful. It is. All right. So I have uh, a review, an iTunes review that I want to read. I'm sure you've already seen this, right? No, I haven't. I know, because you never go and look for the reviews. That's me. I have to do that because you refuse to look at reviews. (laughs) No, I'm not on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) But this is from the cleverly named My Right Mind with the right spelled W-R-I-T-E. Okay. I have to say, this is one of my all-time favorite reviews, and I have posted it on the Taylor Stevens Show page on my website. So thank you to whoever you are, my right mind. Listening to the Taylor Stevens podcast is like having my own personal writing coach. She visits whenever I want and brings along her good friend Steve to hang out with us. I have learned so much about the craft of writing from this fabulous pairing. The lively discussion lobs back and forth with Steve serving up questions and Taylor returning with insightful volleys. They are spontaneous, funny, and entertaining, hoping their perfect matchup never ends. That's pretty darn good. That is awesome, and I strongly suspect I know who wrote that. And I can't say the name, but thank you so much. Are they a tennis player? I have no idea. Because there's a, there's a definite tennis theme in there with lobbing and uh, serving, serving. Yeah, and, and insightful volleys. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like that. So thank you, whoever the heck you are. Thank you very much. So today's topic, which we will get to right now, is time management. We had a listener question, and it's, you know, sometimes we batch these listener questions up in, into several and make an episode out of them, but uh, this one was good enough that I, I think it makes sense to have an, an, an entire episode talking about it. So the question is, Taylor, how in the world do you control the chaos? Do you time block your days, clone yourself, or what? To which I go, ha! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, as longtime listeners and people who follow my mailing list know, um, I've got a lot of juggling going on. And so I'm not going to say that I'm the world's best time management expert, because if you walked into my house, you'd really seriously wonder if I'm managing the chaos at all. I think time management is a really good question. and, And I know we've it's a good topic and we've touched on it a little bit before about, you know, how to find time for writing and all of that. But I think, um, I want to go a little deeper than that with this about time management in general, because, um, it really, the only way that you can control the chaos is by controlling your time. You don't really have any say so 
over the environment around you, um, what's coming at you. You know, you can do your best to mitigate the chaos, making sure the car gets tuned up so it doesn't break down when you're on the way to an appointment, for example. But there's, you know, you, you don't have any control over the people who have an accident on the freeway and you're stuck two miles behind. So there's a lot of of life chaos that you just really don't have a lot of control over. And But the one thing that you do have control over is your your own time and how you choose to use it. And so, like, when it comes to managing time, I think the one thing that gets forgotten, you know, people are looking for tips and tricks and all of this, is that in order to control your time in a way that, you know, works for you, you have to know what matters most to you. Because every day is going to throw things at you far, there's going to throw far more things at you than what that day will allow. And knowing how to, to deal with each one um, is a matter, it's, it's so much easier when you know where it falls in your line of priorities. And there, there are two types of priorities. There's you know, priorities that are based on your life goals and your life values. And then there are the emergencies and things that, you know, life throws at you. So um, the one that you can control is your life values and, and knowing what matters most to you. And when you sort of have that figured out, then it makes it a whole lot easier to say no to things that are going to suck away your time. But in order to be able to say no without a guilty conscience, and I know especially for women, that's really, really hard to, because in general, you know, being, we're, we're just, I guess a lot of us, not, it's not, I don't want to generalize and say everybody's this way. And I'm sure there are a lot of men that are this way, but we're pleasers, you know, we are, you know, doing things to make our kids happy and doing things to make our spouses happy and doing things to make the PTA happy. And we're just constantly being asked to do stuff. And we, we're, we always put ourselves last. When you're able to say no to things that don't actually matter enough, even when you feel guilty about them or slightly guilty about them, that eliminates a lot of chaos because that frees up a, a chunk of time that you're not tripping all over yourself to please people or do things that are just obligations and don't actually benefit you in any way. So the other thing that, that goes into time management that a lot of people forget is that we only have so much mental energy as individuals. And when, you're, when, you're, when you have a lot of mental energy available, you can be really strong in the choices that you make. And when you don't have a lot of mental energy available and you're tired, that's when you start making all the bad decisions of what to do with your limited time. So if you know that, for example, come 3 or 4 p.m. during the day is your low mental energy time, then if you keep a running list of things that are low mental obligations, knowing myself, if I've got to do laundry or take care of something, I'm going to try and plan that for my lowest mental energy part of the day so that I'm not squandering my high productive hours on things that aren't really going to, that need to get done, but aren't really going to get me forward in the, the big goals and, and the big wins. When you look at time that way, there, there's always going to be trade-offs. There's always going to be things that you 
just can't get to, that you have to say no to, and you cannot do it all. You, you cannot fit everything into one day. And if you can, then, well, take more on. <laughs> so, so you just sort of have to accept it. Like, this is a trade-off that I'm making where this is not as important and this is, and I'm saying no to this so that I can do this other thing instead and just don't feel guilty about it. It's, it's okay. All right. You've, you've broken out like different types of tasks. And I, for me, I like to think of them as tasks that require brain work and tasks that don't require brain work. Doing laundry, although my wife would appreciate it if I would apply some brain work when I do the laundry, <laughs> um, I oftentimes don't. I throw it in. I throw in the detergent. Oftentimes I throw in the detergent where the bleach is supposed to go and I go about my business. Um, but the creative or, or the, the, the work that requires brain work, um, I am best suited doing that at a certain time of the day. Uh, is, is, that, is it the same for you? Do yes. you? Okay. And That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So for me, things like having to pay bills, balance the books, the checkbook, um, you know, take care of uh, just the, the, the minutia of daily life. It's all going to be on a list somewhere, but I am not going to deal with that first thing in the morning because if I eat up my first two hours of the day taking care of a little here and a little there, my day is pretty much gone. That's something that we've all done. You see that list and you just want to get things off the list. Yes. And like you said, you've got this big list of things that need to be done but if you turn to that list first, despite the fact that it'll make you feel good to check those things off, that's not the most effective use of your time at that time. And I've, I've read in like time management books and stuff that um, the experts recommend that you give everything like an ABC or a one, two, three and, and categorize, categorize it that way so that you're getting your top priorities taken care of. And it's a little bit like money. Um, we have a finite amount of money, finite amount of time. And, you, you know, some people with their money, they, they squander, they, I don't want to say squander, that's, that's a bad word, but they, they fritter it. And I don't mean to put a negative connotation on it like I'm judging. It's not like that. But like my kids, you know, they'll, they'll get, do a job and they'll get, you know, 20 or 30 bucks. And instead of saving that 20 or 30 bucks so that they can do something big, they're going to spend, you know, $2 on candy and $3 on this and whatever. And in the end, they don't have the money that they need for this big thing that they keep saying that they want. But it's the same thing with time is that if you, if you spend a little bit of it here and a little bit of it here, you don't have those big chunks that you need to do the most important work. So you kind of have to really guard those, t those moments and those chunks of time. And for me, the way that I go about it is there are some days that I refuse to do anything other than write. Like, there will be no dentist appointments, no doctor's appointments, no running errands, no grocery shopping. I don't care if we don't have milk or bread in the house. We can go a day without it. It's not getting done on a day that I have allotted for writing. And it'll all get done on one specific day during the week because otherwise I will fritter my time away in... 30-minute increments here and, you know, 20 minutes there and a run to this, and then my day is gone. Um, and then, so another thing is, and it, and it has to do with that mental, that mental energy issue, is don't rely. Like, I, I've long learned, don't rely on your memory for anything. 
Because anytime you have something in your memory, it's almost like a computer where you have multiple programs running and each one of them is accessing a certain part of the available memory. And when you have too much of those running, your big programs can't run anymore because it's all being used up with stuff that's crawling your computer, slowing your computer down to a crawl. Where our brains and our emotional energy are kind of the same way, where you have, if you have lots of little things running at the same time, you don't have that space, that capacity to deal with the big stuff, which is, in my case, writing. But in, in, for everybody's going to have their own big you know, goal-oriented thing that, that they're doing. And so one of the, the best ways that you can free up all those little memory-hogging spaces is to just write stuff down. And once you write it down, you don't have to worry about remembering it anymore. It's just on, it's, it's somewhere on a list, hopefully not a hundred scraps of paper all over the house, which I do that sometimes too. Um, and, and so that, that automatically frees up your mental energy and, and it allows you to, to work in larger chunks of, of time. And another thing that frees up mental energy is when you have lots of little things that annoy you around the house, whether it's a door that creaks or a table that's always cluttered, to, to, to take a day or, or make space on your schedule to get those little annoyances taken care of then they're not cluttering up your mental and emotional energy either. Because every time you walk into a room and you see that thing that you've been meaning to take care of for six months, it's pinging you and it's, it's there and it's, it's, it's grabbing a chunk of your mental and emotional sources. And in that vein, like a lot of people, myself included, we have things that have been on our to-do list for years. I, I'm going to get to this eventually. I'm going to get to this eventually. And those things, even though they're written down, they're also still hogging memory space. And so one thing that can be really helpful for carving out that time and, and eliminating the, that clutter that, that creates the chaos in your life is going through that list and going, do I keep this, do I save it, or do I just get rid of it and get it off my list? And if you've had something on that list for years, be, be realistic. Am I really going to get around to this? All those um, shoe boxes in my closet that I've been saving to build or create some craft project for three years that are cluttering up my closet. I'm just totally making this up, by the way. Um, you know, do I, do I really, am I really going to do this or do I just get rid of them? And you find that by getting rid of stuff and, and, and being okay about saying no, it's not quitting, it's not failure, it's freedom. And that too can free up that, that, emotional and mental reservoir and allow you to control that time and that chaos and give you more to work with. We talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about the tools that, that you may or may not use for the writing process. Uh, same question uh, regarding controlling the chaos. Do you use any online tools for doing this or are you strictly offline? I'm really low, low tech and um, I always have a pad of paper and when that pay, pad of paper is done, um, and I'm constantly writing stuff down, and as things get crossed off, I'll transfer what's left over onto the next day's one. Um, and when that pad of paper is done, I just start a new pad of paper. And for keeping track of things on a calendar, I just print off pages off the internet on calendar pages and just fill stuff in as I go and, you know, put them into a binder. And that becomes a record and a reminder of things. And um, to me, it's just simpler that way. But I know that some people, for them, apps and, and computers are the way to go. 
But I'll just say my notebook never crashes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right. You mentioned earlier, you, you said something to the effect that we've all read about this, that, or the other thing. Um, what Do you have any book recommendations for people interested in time management? I have one. Um, this is actually when I did my last goodie giveaway. This was a personal copy of mine that I was giving away. And it's, um, I had a bunch of different books. And this is the last one. People wanted it, but it wasn't their first choice on their list. So it stayed with me. And now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be giving this book away. It's, um, it's called the 10 natural laws of successful time and life management. And I, it's by Hiram W. Smith. And I picked it up just because I've read others of his books and I really like them. And, um, it has a lot of really good stuff in it. And it's, it's really focused. It's value focused more than tips and tricks focused, but it, it has some really good stuff in it. So I would highly recommend it. All right. We've been talking about controlling the chaos and, Controlling the chaos allows us to get a little bit better at kicking writing in the butt one word at a time here on The Taylor Stevens Show. I love how you slipped that right in there. That was awesome. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. All right, we started this show with an iTunes review, so the call to action at the end is going to tie right into that. If you haven't done an iTunes review and you enjoy listening to the show, we would really appreciate it if you would do an iTunes review for us. They're easy enough to do. If you have any problem or questions, send Taylor an email. Uh, we no, send have send that to Steve. <laughs> we, <laughs> but you already have Taylor's email address. <laughs> and I have a couple different sets of directions on doing it that, uh, that we can send to you. So we would really appreciate it if you would do that for us. It would help yes, to support the show, help yes. expose it to other people who might find it helpful. We will be back again next week. And we're going to, I think, we're going to kick writing in the butt again. Well, that is the goal. One word at a time. <laughs> well done. <laughs>